Welcome to episode 122 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast, our relaxed fit episode where we discuss horror movies and the horror genre. I'm one of your hosts, Jennifer Strand, and joining me is our very own limb collector, Dan McGinnis. Howdy, howdy. Howdy, howdy. What's been going on? What are you doing? What have I been doing? Um, I've been working on a prototype of a video game mm. with a bunch of people. I forgot my headphones on and I couldn't hear what was going on. <laughs> um, and I, uh, yeah, so I've been doing art concept art for a video game and it's just been um, uploaded. It's like very early prototype to G- Game Jolt and yep. itch.io. They're like websites, you know, that you do this for, like kind of thing. So you can go on there. So games like, you know, lots of the big games that you know now start on those kind of places. Like uh, I'm trying to think of some like stuff like... Uh, maybe Hollow Knight and yep. uh, and those kind of Cold games. Cold of the Lamb. Cold of the Lamb. Yeah, maybe Cold of the Lamb. I'm not sure. But, yeah, that kind of stuff. You know, not yep. AAA games, basically. Sure. This is where they start. And then, like, you put it up there and then you all your changes you put in there so you can follow, like, the developers and mm-hmm. stuff. So, anyway, uh, the game I'm doing work on, so I've de- I design, like, the characters and the bosses and uh, some other bits and bobs and stuff like that. It's only... And it's called The Ever After. Mm-hmm. That's the story of... After, you know, Jack goes up the beanstalk and then comes down, steals the goose, kills the giant, whatever. It's a story of him, like, you know, he then has kids. and um, But then he, uh, the giants send an army down to kidnap him. And, you know, he, he, you play the kids to get yep. their dad back kind of thing. It's like a, a whimsical, illustrated fairy tale thing. But it's like also like a, a run and gun, bullet hell yep. kind of thing. But it's also in the later later builds, like it's going to have like procedural generated. But you can plant beanstalks, which pulls you. Like you get oh. beans, put them in the ground, and then they grow up into a level. Yeah. And that goes up to the next level. So that's how you get up. So you, and that's it's kind of like wizardry. Yeah. Well, it's, it's been fun. And also we- weapons that you can buy, you know, upgradable. Like, so your kids and you've learned magic. So yep. you've got like these magic spells like fucking, f- yeah, you know, f- fire and f- four-way shot. And you can build them up till they get massive and stuff. And you get fairies that fire out with you and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's just dark. And so, yeah, everyone should go check it out um, that you're listening. All, my, all our fans, Game Jolt, yep. The Ever After. Okay. Um, or itch.io, the, uh, look up the ever after. You can. It's only on PC at the moment because yep. you know you make you make it on because you're making it on a PC, so you yep. make it for PC first, and then you eventually get. But you can just plug an Xbox controller into a PC, and it will work. Okay, yeah, and, well, it's, it's definitely and it's two been... player at the same time as well, oh. so it's couch co-op. Yes, nice. Well, it's definitely been fun watching you get excited. Mm. Well, I'm going to make my own excited. game soon. I'm, I've just started. I've got my. I've decided on my engine. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got just running through because uh, I'm not a coder, but I'm going to lightly research code and see how far I can get like on my own with this thing. But yeah, I just want to make a fun, gory, funny. Yeah. Uh, stuff with like weapon synergy or maybe item synergy and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So that's, you know, when you, they build on each other. So, stuff. yep. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Yeah. And I'm going to do that. You are going to do that. And you'll never stop me. I, no, I'm not going to. I love it. What um, have you been doing? Well, I saw Megan. Oh, Megan. Uh, Megan. It was okay. Oh, it wasn't um, wicked? I like, I. Is it heaps long story until it gets to the cool shit? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it just seems like there's going to be a lot a of like... A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was enjoyable. There were definitely some funny moments, but I didn't leave the cinema being like, yes! So I know that because I saw it with Dion, I saw it with Bryn. We do a movie thing, like, every so often we'll go see something. Um, and they were so excited. They really enjoyed it. It was enjoyable, but 
I don't know, just something, there was something missing for me. Well, I saw like a... Uh, I want an uncut version. Oh, you reckon it wasn't violent enough? It was, certainly wasn't violent enough. It's like an M-rated film. Oh, yuck. So. Gateway horror. Yeah, it's, oh, it's definitely a gateway horror, yeah. Gateway into Chucky. Um, the, it's a real robot, isn't it? Yeah. So, fucking, what a no-brainer. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we've got those robots that have that Uncanny Valley look. But so. it looks fantastic. So, like, the, the the girl, there was a girl that plays Megan. Um, so, she That's plays the robot. The voice. Um, well, she does the voice, but she plays the robot. So, there's a lot of things. She's a dancer. So, there's a lot of movements that she makes. So, the makes. robot's mimicking just someone else. Like, she's got, like, a suit on and the, the, robot, the robot mimics her in the film. Because it's a real robot, isn't it? No, no, no. No, not, oh, not in the film. So, there's a, well, it's a, it's a robot... But the person that is playing the robot is a person. Oh, I thought it so, was an actual robot that they got. Because those robots can do all that shit now. Are yeah. you sure it's not an actual robot? No. Oh. no. Well, I saw, I saw a, um, an advertising for it on, in America. And it was like at a big footy game. And halfway mm. through, the cheerleaders were all Megan that came out. Yeah, okay. So they all, and they all did the dance. Yeah. Like, on the, and it was like, ooh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was like, it was fine. It, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Was it, was, it scary? It was, no. Damn. No. That's just a film. It was a film. Like Is it I a saw horror it, film? It, I want to say it's more of a thriller. Yeah, right. Like it's still worth a watch. It was like it was It was definitely something that I watched. I'm less interested now because I thought it was a robot that they got to do the robot shit. No, that like, would have been cooler. Asimo. Remember that guy? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, I also watched Skinnamarink, which is... <laughs> what? <laughs> So it's a new sort of viral film that everyone... Skinnamarink? It's like a roller rink? No, that would be cool. What is it about? So the concept of this film is that two children uh, wake up in the middle of the night, both their parents are gone, and the doors and windows in the house are gone. So they are essentially these two young kids that are trapped in this they're house. They're gone, as in there's wall there now? There's, like, or yeah, they're there's just no, like, holes? It. No, there's nothing. So they can't get out of the house. The, the, their parents aren't there. It's just these two little kids trapped in this house. This film is very high art concept. So there, there are, is a, it's very quiet a lot of the time. It's like the kind of film that you need to watch in the dark, on your laptop, with headphones on. I couldn't hear half of what they were saying, so I had to turn... And um, their children. Their children, I had to turn... Don't get me wrong, this film does, it's very, it's got that very creepy atmosphere to it and the director, he did a lot of YouTube videos where he was sort of playing on like at home fears, like the fears that you had growing up. Um, it just, I mustn't have watched it at the right time. I was like, this is good. It's, it's suitably creepy. It's unsettling. Like if I was to watch this at night um, by myself, like, you know, I might feel a bit uneasy, but it just sort of fell a bit flat for me. Mm. Liz got about 40 minutes in before she's like, what the fuck are you watching? Skin of a rink. And I had to turn it off and <laughs> Do watch, it later. It, watch it again another day. Like, it's definitely worth a watch. Like, it's it's obviously getting attention for a reason. Like, a lot of critics are saying it's one of the best films. But, um, Has it got Black Rainbow vibes? Or not Not no. that good? No way. No, this is... This is um, when you say it was art, so it's not that kind of art. This feels more like someone's... End of uni final film project. Oh, so oh. there, there are a lot of like download shots of carpet, up top shots of wall, um, no, and then no. a lot of weird shit just sort of starts to creep in. And it's good because a lot of the film is very dark. So it's a lot of subtlety. When yeah, 
So when your mind starts to play tricks on you and you can it's start There's no lumbering monster things. at the end? No. no, no lumbering monster. All right. So, yeah, I watched those and they were, they were okay. And you had a bad pizza experience. Oh, my God. Let me tell you about the worst pizza experience that I've ever had and in my entire life. I'll tell you about life. mine, which only happened like three weeks ago. <sighs> this happened like... Is it the pizza? It was the pizza. What's wrong with it? Okay. So I ordered... I spent $60. For mm. us to have pizza delivered. Now, I'm not eating a lot of food at the moment because I'm still a bit unwell. I'm still trying to sort out some stuff, but I was craving pizza. So I'm like, fuck it. Let's get pizza. I ordered like this this mushroom pizza. I paid extra to add olives and pineapple. Wait, what, is it like, or you, is it like Domino's? Or no. It's like so a local we tried like, some, bar? Or, yeah, okay. we tried some local pizza bar. Like a wood oven kind of vibe or do you don't know? I just don't or know. Or just a pizza bar? I honestly feel that they were making it in their home. So I ordered myself this pizza. I was so excited. I'm like, it's going to be full of mushrooms. It's going to be whoa, super tasty. Ordered Liz a vegetarian pizza and obviously she's fucking picky as shit. So it's like vegetarian pizza minus blah, blah, and blah. Minus the vegetarian. Yeah. Dough, please. So they deliver our pizza and they send us three pizzas. And they're wrong. Okay. Three pizzas. Not a problem. Open up my pizza. It looks like they've chopped up maybe two mushrooms and kind of just phew, sprinkled it over the entire pizza as and just like threw some pineapple from across the room and whatever stuck, stuck. Very minimal toppings. The dough was raw. Like it was, the cheese was, you know when you eat cheese and it's like. I would have rung out and said. Hard. This is, this is absolutely rubbish. I want my money back. Yeah, Did just... you order it on an app? I did. I ordered it on Uber. You know, you can just uh, complain and you just get your money straight back. There was no, it did not give me the option to rate the pizza. No, you don't do that. You just go into like, it's like your last order, like your orders or something. There's a bit where you can say like, there's a bit there. Sure. And they'll just give it straight back, the money. Yeah, right. Well, Liz's pizza came and it looked like they had dropped it. So all of the toppings were in the corner of the box. Nice. When the like, Uber Eats guy gives it to you and you see them, they've got it like under their arm like a briefcase. <laughs> I've had that before. And I get it. I'm like, dude. What the fuck? That's, that's not how you carry a pizza. But then there's this mysterious third pizza. We're like, we only ordered two pizzas. What like, is it in there? What is this? Okay. So the third pizza is a pizza with all the vegetables that she had taken off of the pizza. So they just sent us a pizza with all the things that she didn't want on it. Oh my God. <laughs> so I ate 90% of my pizza because I paid $60 for it. I'm going to fucking eat this pizza. Knowing full name well. And, you shouldn't name and shame this place. What was it? I think they were called like Imperial Pizza in oh. Craigmore. Yeah, right. Like, do not eat there. Don't do it. Like, I feel if they'd have done it properly, it could have been a really good pizza, but no. That is fucked up. That was, um, that, and like, I'm sitting there eating this pizza and Liz is like, you look so disappointed <laughs> and it was not worth getting sick over. So, so my worst pizza experience the other week, we decided for the first time to ever, uh, let's get Domino's and see what it's like. Oh God, no. So I went on the Domino's app and got it and um, I wanted thin crust because I like thin crust because I, you know, I like the, you know, the edges to be a bit burned, a little bit. A bit of it solid. I don't like the little thick stuff. A little bit of taste. And it came. And it was like <laughs> no liquid existed in this pizza. <laughs> it was like the thinnest, thinnest. It was almost like it was on a, um, oh, what are those things called? Like a wrap? Yeah. Oh, and they'd God. overcooked it. 
So it was just like brittle, like it was a like yeah. break. But the actual base just tasted like biscuit. It didn't have that, like it was all like powdery and like, and then there was no liquid left in, on top. Like there was like minimal like topping and the cheese was like dry. And I just, we just fucking laughed mm-hmm. and we ate it. And we're like, this is the worst thing I've ever had. Mm-hmm. They were cheap. Yeah, of, yeah. We just wanted to but test it out. they're not that cheap. Like, Domino's is not that cheap for what you get. Like, I prefer a mum and pup pizza shop. Like, I prefer a pizza bar pizza because you get a lot of shit on it and it's generally, like, more care is taken. Liz, however, prefers a Domino's, your fast food kind yeah, of pizza. And they're shit. Yeah. This was like, this was like a biscuit. Mm. A very thin biscuit that was like, had a terrible taste to it. And I just went on, because I ordered it on their app. Not Uber, on their app. And I just wrote, like, gave them a bad, like... Yeah. And I said, this is the reason why it was bad. And it was an hour. It was stone cold. Oh. It was an It was an, tw- it was like 20 minutes over the time they said. It was like an hour and 20 minutes it took yeah. to get to us. From, like, a place that was just down the road. I could have just gone down there, but I was like... Yeah. Well, no, that's the whole point. I'm ordering takeaway because I don't want to cook and I don't want to leave my house. Mm. If I'm leaving my house to go get food, I should just go to the freaking shops... And buy food that I'm going to be bummed out about anyway. Yeah. And then like, a week later, I got a letter in the in the letterbox oh. saying, like, oh, here's like, sorry, you weren't happy with our pizza. Here's like a $10 voucher off your next order. And I'm like, okay. I'm never eating at Domino's ever again. Yeah, yeah. We just threw it out. But yeah. Oh, but, gross. Worst pizza experience. Oh, that was so disappointing. I'm sure this was. I remember one of my friends when I was growing up, he got a pizza and his brother bit into it and hit something, and it was a human tooth. Oh, God. And he just picked it off and just ate the rest. <laughs> so oh, a shit. tooth. Yeah, right. Okay. That's okay. my. That's not my work. All right, what are we talking that's about right. today? Okay, well, this week, this week um, we are delving into some homegrown horrors. So these are Australian horror movies. Mm-hmm. Nothing um, to do with Australia. Nothing to do with Australia it's Invasion Day. It's just, it is Completely coincidental because I keep a list and I tick them off as we go. And this is um, where we're up to. So, yeah, I mean, we, we are an Australian podcast. We have been going for almost three years, like. We're up to our third season. Third so season. every every year I count as a season. Yeah. Even though our first year was a bit ha- a half year, but like, That's yeah, fine. I just, at, at, every time I hit January on the podcast, I just do a new, a new season. Yeah. So we're we don't, in we don't season three and we've not really discussed Australian horrors. Um, I don't think we've really covered too many um, in our spoiler cast, so... Mm, a couple, yeah. Here we shall we shall talk about some homegrown horrors. Dan, kick us off. I'm going to talk about first, I'm going to talk about the Furies. Yeah. The Furies. Which we have done an episode 2019. On. My God, I love this film, eh? Mm-hmm. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, oh, fuck it. Yeah, you can just can spoil it, like... Yeah, well, we've done an episode. I mean, 2019, some of these films in mine are quite new. Mm-hmm. Uh, but The Furies is, I'd say, low budget. It's one of those things. I that wouldn't say it was a big budget blockbuster. wasn't a blockbuster, shit. but like definitely they knew how to spend their money. Yes. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And the story is uh, basically rich people. Again, mm-hmm. oh, the rich people. The yes. rich people that want to, you know, they, uh, they get people kidnapped, women. I think there's like four, five of them. Can't remember. It's a bunch of women. Yep. They get put onto a property, uh, which is in Australian outback. Australian outback. Yep. They've got the full fortress thing happening, where it's got like a 
what's it called a a, a perimeter. Yes. And if they go past it, they got a they've got like a bomb in them. Yes. That uh, blows their head up. So that's the first bit of it. It's all camera. There's cameras everywhere, so the rich people are watching it. It's one of those kind of things. But what makes this film unique is that every girl. So there's a killer out there. So they're yeah. like, you know, that kind of thing, dead by daylight kind of you know. But what makes it different is that every kill is every girl is assigned a killer that if if she dies, the killer dies. Yeah. And vice versa? Yeah. And so vice- the the beauty needs to the beast, as they refer to them, is protecting their beauty, but the aim of the game is that the beast needs to kill another beast's beauty. Yeah, so you've got this whole thing, and the, all the the beasts are fucking great designs. Yeah. They've all got, they're all kind of like Jasons. Yeah, they're all sort of off brand Jasons. Off brand Jasons. They've all got a kind of a different mask. One's got like a pig's uh, head, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know, hollowed out as wearing. You don't see what they are, whether they're monsters. One's got like a fucking like just like it looks like a lotus flower with little holes all in the front, like flesh yep. with little holes. Like kind of looks fucking gross. So yeah, you've kind of got this idea of like you know you've got. You know, you you're a little girl. If you kill a one of the other girls, it'll kill one of the killers trying to kill you. And you get this cool kind of like shit, like you know, situations from all that going. And you get these women that are just fucking end up having to be like they're all they're, so they're all final girls basically, but yeah. they're all kind of like and they all sort of come together. But then that realization that well, in order for me to survive, you're gonna have to die. Yeah. So they start to you know you can see them sort of starting to branch off into. Groups, groups and all, all of factions, like, and then yep. yeah, and then so you've got this, but you've also got this killer that c- will protect you, just you, and try and kill everyone else from the yep. other killers. And you get these killer offs and shit, and it's just like it's mm-hmm. like you get these, you know, like Jake basically Jasons fighting each other and shit, and it's just it's just a fucking crazy good concept. And it got like yep. the Fangora uh, kill of the year when it came out. Yeah, it, it did. Fucking brutal. The axe. The axe. The slow axe through the face, like yeah. just peeling off this girl's skin. Oh, oh it's super so real. There's no, I, I don't know how they did it. And like, I uh, know, yeah, that, 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 that yeah. movie is like, and it's got a great ending. And like, it's very like The Hunt. Very much Without like The, the Hunt. Yeah, yep. yeah. Those films I kind of like, they, they've got these game films. Yeah. Did we do game films. Yeah, we did. We've done it? survival. Survival. What's the well, Furies? Well, it's like survival games, and I think we did talk about the Furies. The Furies yeah. That, well, it's Australian. So. It doesn't matter. It's Australian. Set in Australia. Made by uh, Australians. Made by Australians. Yeah, so that was the other thing. Like, there are a bunch of Australian films out there that were. Well, no, no, no. There are a bunch of films filmed in Australia, but they're not necessarily Australian films. No, a lot of films. There's no are direct, like you know, none, none of them. That usually, I think, an Australian film is one that's done by like an Australian film company. Yes. Like, at, or. The direct and the majority of the people in the film are Australian, or it's set, yeah, yeah, or and it's set in Australia and it's directed by an Australian kind of thing. But usually, in Australian film, the, the rule of thumb, I think, is that it's it's film corporation is, yep, an Australian one, yeah, that's an Australian film because the funding comes from Australia, that's right, yep, definitely. which I think all mine are that I've picked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, it's yeah, it is, it is definitely a good film, a lot of fun, a lot of gore. And you get that so outback as well. That yeah. hot. It's in the day, like kind of. It's like, white too, so it's not. It's it's a different part of Australia. So usually Australia, especially in the summertime, it's very brown and very like, blech. But this was all sort of white, white gum, kind yeah. of 
feeling. So it definitely looked otherworldly in a in a in a. Especially to an American. Yeah, and then of course you get like these great planes of nothingness out there, and yeah, super good. Um, Yeah, so we've done an episode on that. Check that one out. We've also done an episode on one of my favorites, which is the loved ones. Uh, So this is two thousand nine, directed by Sean Byrne. Um, so if you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to it. But this one is about, um, Brent. So Brent is, oh, David Brent, David Brent. So this kid, he, he lost his dad in a car accident and he's, it's like a year later and he's still struggling with like depression, the loss of his dad. He was driving a car, they were learning. And so he feels responsible for his dad's death. Um, cut to school nerd however you want to describe her weirdo lola um she is a very sort of shy girl always wearing pink even though you're in senior year of high school she looks like she's still 12 believe she's 12 acting like she's 12 she invites him to the prom and he basically is like fuck you no so lola and her dad kidnap him and they have a prom at home which yeah this is one of those like fucked up family this like is Texas a chainsaw. Texas chainsaw massacre style fucked up family like not out are they out it's it's a country town it's yeah. a country town so yeah so they basically live on a property basically out in the middle of nowhere there's no neighbors there's no cops there's nothing around so they can they can and have been getting away with uh fuck shit fucking shit up so lola has obsessions with boys that we clearly see happens throughout um, over the years, and her dad is very much a doting. They have a very weird relationship as well. No, like there's, it's, there's hard incest. There's the, the implication the, is the there. daughter is in love with the dad. Yeah, is yep. that the daughter or, or the other way around? Yeah, there's some like real fucking weird. It's shit. weird. Um, it's good though. But yeah, so what we get is basically it's it's a cast of mostly three people in this house, um, and they they just do fucked up shit to to Brent. Like they. To, to stop it's, him from screaming, they just in, inject uh, bleach into his throat. Yeah. They nail his feet to the ground. Like, it's just a fucked up... He torture. basically gets tortured so badly. It's, it's kind of hard to watch. I found hard to watch. But, mm. like, it does a flip. Yeah. Like, you get that, like, 100% satisfaction at mm-hmm. the end. You get, oh, like, yeah, you get... Yeah. You don't you get, like, a kind of, like, he gets out and they, like, get, you know, like, they get fucked up. Yeah. Like, they home alone the bad guys, yeah. at the point where you're like, you hate them. You hate them so much. They keep winning. Yeah. They keep, like, like they're so cocksure of themselves that they can do whatever they want. And they're mad, but then it flip, and you just get that, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's like one of those films you see in the cinema and you're literally like, they're going, fucking yes. Fuck you, you fucking fuck. Yes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, it's got a... Good Australian cast. Uh, Xavier Samuel, he, I think he went on to, he's very pretty, so I think he ended up in Twilight. I don't know. He probably just ended up in Home and Away. <laughs> probably. Um, so, yeah, definitely worth a watch. Probably one of my most favourite Australian horror films. Really? Uh, and yeah, I reckon. Yeah, it is up your alley, that yeah, kind it's of up thing. My alley. It's a bit, I just remember seeing it at the cinema and it was really well done. Just like this girl in this bright pink dress. Do you want to park a party hat? It, yeah, just being an absolute shit. It's Drilling into so him and shit. Like. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, definitely the loved ones worth checking out and the episodes worth checking out. Yeah. 
My next one is Relic from 2020. Now, I didn't like this film when I first watched it. Yeah, I think we both, uh, we didn't do it for a proper episode. This was before our structure that has kicked in. Um, But yeah, we actually watched this film together. Yeah, yeah. We started before the pandemic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We used to hang out and watch films. Yeah, so Relic. The Relic? No, this is Relic. This film, this is not really a film that you'd think I'd like, but Mm. like, I do every now and then like my, you know, my arty good films. I don't know if it's got enough meat on the bone for me to gnaw into and and like go, oh yeah, I can look at that and think about that and that could be that. You know what I mean? This film has a lot of that. So it's it's kind of like a big commentary. Uh, If you haven't seen it, it's like uh, a mother and a daughter go to stay with like their grandma or the mum's mum and the daughter's grandma uh, because like, she thinks there's like, some, like she's been having some trouble. So she thinks there's people coming into her house and that. Um, you realize that she's probably that they like, she's got a bit of like dementia happening. Yeah. So it's a very it's a big commentary on dementia. It's basically like dementia is kind of the horror, yes, it, like kind of thing. And you get this real like realization of how hard dementia is for people. I uh, even like, without the horror part of it, like, it, it plays a really good story. Yeah, in that part of it, and um. And but the the grandma thinks there's someone in the house, and then the, like it, then you're like, yo, is it the house that's happening? And then is it happening? Mm. Is it? It's one of those things. And then like there's some really unique scenes in there. People getting lost in the house. Yeah. Um. But it kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's very very good, and it's got this real, uh, like avant garde kind mm. of ending kind of thing. That's just yeah. like very like. Ooh. Was very um, three generations of women who are uh, all have very strained relationships with one another, and you know, so the the daughter's dealing with her mother, and then her daughter's dealing with her, and it's just like this cycle that they can kind of see is happening, and they're all trying to break their cycle, but it's not breaking, and it's yeah. not gonna break, and it has all these like layered storylines in it that are all just beautifully intertwine into each other mm. and you just like and then the horror parts of it are quite like you know it's like haunty house kind of stuff but it does yep. it never really jumps the shark which is good it doesn't mm. it doesn't have a lumbering monster <laughs> you and your lumbering monsters fucking lumbering monsters it's yeah it's definitely one of those films that i think i should revisit because i think coming out of it i was like eh, it was okay but you know it's one of those films that you'll Sit and think about, and being yeah, and, and then you start to analyze it in your, and it it you end up thinking, oh shit, like this is actually pretty good. Maybe I need to rewatch it and have a talk about it. Yeah, so. I'm just gonna see who did it and stuff. I'm just gonna make sure it's an Australian film because I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, I think um the girl, the daughter, the yeah the daughter is uh she's Australian, not Australian. She's English. She's well, they've got, all got Australian accents. She got the bird bones. What? She's got the bird bones from oh, yeah, yeah. Rock. Bones of a bird. Yeah, it was like the the, the director went to like Natalie, Erica, James. She went to like University of Melbourne and that. So the director's yeah, it's an Australian film. Yeah, it's an Australian film. Definitely. Um, I just went, I just went. Oh shit, is it? I just went, I'm thinking <laughs> back to it. And I'm like, because it's not set in Australia, is it? Yeah. yeah. Where, where's it set? I don't know. It's probably in like Melbourne or somewhere. 
Uh, I'll read the synopsis. Kay and her daughter Sam go to uh, her old house to help her elderly demented mother, but they are... No, it doesn't say what it said. No. It's, to me, it's in this lush kind of area kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, this, like, uh, you know, real tall plantation trees and stuff like that. And it's that. Uh, yeah, there are some visual like horror key moments in this film, which I think will stick with me forever. <laughs> the end bit. <laughs> Worth watching. Um, different vibes uh, once again. I've got like kind of two fun films on my list and two real fucking serious films. Yeah. Kind of like there are a lot of Australian films, uh, horror films, and they are very. That uh, they range. They do. They fucking range. They really do. Yep. Um, well, my next one is Rogue. The Crocodile Rogue. Yep, The Crocodile. Uh, 2007, directed by Greg McLean. Um, so this is also by the guy that did Wolf Creek. And it's this group of tourists go out um, on a, a day croc sightseeing trip down in Northern Territory. Day croc. Day croc. Fighter of the Night Croc. Um, Fighter. <laughs> and basically as they're going around, they get stuck. The tide goes down and their pontoon gets stuck in this tiny mud island. And as the dark, as the, the day ends and the dark sets in, they kind of realize that they not only are they stuck, but they are stuck in the lair of this giant fucking crocodile. How big is it? Are we talking alligator size? No. Or is it like it's Meg size? Not Meg's. This is a a, a a realistic horror film, not a um. So it's like I don't is this know. one where there's lots of crocodiles. No. And there's one where like there's people. Oh, well, there's that sharks and people like trapped in a house that's sinking and or something. What was that film? Well, there was there's um the house that was sinking. There's crawl, which was set in. A hurricane. Yeah, yeah, and like there and is. There's, in the, there's, 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 there's several crocodiles. Yeah, now. yeah. yeah. Cool. I like that film. Not Australian, but I do like that film. Um, so yeah. So basically, well, these, al- this is an alligator, isn't it? This, this is yeah, crocodile. No, um, crocodiles. So, which one's Australian? Crocs. Croc. Yeah. So yeah. this is a crocodile. So yeah. Yeah. So basically, what they now need to do is they need to get off of this little island back to safety while trying to navigate where this freaking croc is and not get eaten. Is it a CG croc? Um, I think there are some practical effects and then, of course, there are definitely is some CG Is it just a crocodile effects. in it? Is there any real crocodile in it? Yeah, we got some real crocs in it. Like, it's it's filmed in, you see, around the, the Northern Territory, so it's very pretty. It's very pretty and then you definitely see a lot of the croc stuff and it's, yeah. And but, but like, the croc doesn't do kung fu and destroy a car. No, that would be cool. Like you know, or you know, I wedding. like. It's definitely ruined some lives, but you know, it's it's definitely what I, I like. A, I like a big animal film, and you know, Rogue happens to just be up there. It is good fun. It's just, I wouldn't say it's fun and dumb, but it's quite serious in tone. Um, it's good enough that they were able to pull in some American actors for it. Um, but yeah, definitely worth watching. If you like crocodile movies, which I don't, I, d- I don't. I'm know never why. gonna watch it. You should watch it. <laughs> I never will. Uh, my next one is Daybreakers from 2009. I fucking love this film. I didn't even know it was Australian for fucking years. Mm-hmm. It has Sam Neill in it, Ethan Hawke, and William Dafoe. And I'm like, there's some fucking names. Well, yeah, and only one of them's Australian. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but Daybreakers, I'm pretty sure the uh, yeah. So the 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 brothers, the the Spearig brothers made it, and they made like Undead. Do you remember Undead? Yep. Unfucking dead. Undead. Uh, Which celebrates uh, anniversary this year? I think it's its twentieth anniversary. Oh, really? Yep. You know what Undead is? It's an it's an Australia, uh, Australian uh, zombie uh, apocalypse one, and the dude's like got like a three barreled shotgun or a four barreled shotgun. Anyhow, it's a lot it's got of some battles. really good like cops, like Australian Australiana talks, like ah, oh, you fucking, you know, like yep. heaps of that shit. It's yeah. like what New Zealander does, like they're playing on our but, shit yeah. accent. Yeah, uh, like like the the country accent. Anyhow. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, so Daybreakers. So Daybreakers is not anything like that film. Like, very serious. Oh, not serious, but like, not that shit comedy horror kind of yeah. thing. Um, I like comedy horrors, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So Daybreakers is set in the world where basically everyone has been turned into vampires. Vampires have come out, they've eaten around, and so humans are just vampires now. Yeah. Um, and it's this futuristic kind of thing. You don't know how far in the future is, but like, you know, but they've adapted. So everyone's worse. They're not like vampires as in, they're just people. Yeah. But they're vampires. Yes. Um, but they can't go in the light, sunlight. So all their cars have like, you know, like they do a lot of their business at night, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the world operates at night, but there's people who have to work the day shift. And, you know, you've got like all the car. It, there's just a whole bunch of like cool ideas in there. Like, so, like, you know, you've got these big skyscrapers, but they have, like, kind of tubes that run between them, like, because, you know, that block out all the light kind yep. of things and stuff like that. And cars, their windscreens are all black. You know, they can put them down and stuff, you know, in the night, but yet it has, like, a camera so they can see. And just, and it's like, there's the, they are, there are humans that are harvested for blood. Yep. Uh, and, you know, a, a researcher, Ethan Hawke, is, he's, he's a vampire. He works for them and he's like, he, comes across the realisation that there's not enough blood left. So the human race is going to die out because there's not enough humans and blood left. And so they're trying to – and then they work out there's only a month left of of blood left. You would think that they'd be a little bit more on top of that. Uh, Well, it's this kind of thing where it's like the corporations don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah, they're like there's enough for the richest people. Yeah, sure. but anyhow, uh, there's a synthetic, like, you know, one. And, and if they don't drink blood, they turn into the Nosferatu bat fucking ravenous thing. So the yeah. human race is going to go back to being that. Yeah. So they're, like, instead of being dudes in suits. Uh, there's, like, you know, he's researching, like, a uh, synthetic blood thing. Then, like, you know, he gets, like, you know, he gets made, like, public enemy number one and all this shit. Or, you know, he gets, like, kidnapped by uh, fucking William... Uh, Sam Neill is like the big bad guy. William Defoe runs like the small factions of like humans that can. Yep. Uh, that uh, you know the, the 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 rebels that are out there, and you know he joins them and all this shit and fucking. And they have yeah, it's just really well thought out, very cool. There's some good payoff shots. There's, there's like some Matrixy kind of things in it and stuff yep. like that. It's very Matrix looking as well. You know. Okay. It's that kind of like that film stock. It's very greeny and you know that what yeah. the matrix looks yeah, like yeah, yeah yeah okay sure 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 and sure lots sure. of like shiny buildings yep. and stuff like that it's, it's just got good ideas though like it's just a great australian film like, i think is a fucking underrated film like no one talks about daybreakers okay okay um that's real good yeah well mate, i'll i'll add it to my list and then i can watch it you could 
theoretically say it's more of an action film. Uh-huh. Because, it's, I mean, there is, like, they're all vampires. Yep. There's blood and there's killing. and Yeah, it's not. It's like a, 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 sci-fi, a horror sci-fi, you'd call it. That's fine. That's but, fine. yeah, good idea. That, that and, like, you know, stuff like, um, what's the other one? Dark City. I always talk about the Australian film. It's got that kind of, like, it's cool ideas. Yeah. Cool. I, I is Dark City it. Australian? I don't think it is. I'm not sure. I don't know. It's, it was filmed in Australia, but that doesn't really count as Australian because the director is a Greek guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah just, uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, but, uh, who knows? <laughs> I don't know. What was her name? Jennifer Connelly is in it. Mm, a lot of American actors in this. Yeah, Australian yeah. Film. <laughs> Maybe not an Australian film. It's just made in Australia. Yeah. Uh, well, my next one is um, choo-chooing along on my crocodile train is uh, Black Water. So this is also released in 2007 and it's directed what by... A, what a year for crocodiles. I know. Like every fucking year is a great year for crocodiles. Uh, it's directed by David Nerlich, Nerlich and Andrew Trauki. Trauki? I'm not sure. Um, but basically this one is loosely based on a true story. Um, just sort of changed up a bit. So it's basically a... (laughs) There was a crocodile in it. There is a crocodile in it and they were stuck. Um, So three uh, people go off on a fishing trip in the mangroves um, in the Northern Territory. Never going to the Northern Territory. There's crocs everywhere. There are. And um, their boat basically sinks. They get stranded and they have to seek refuge in uh, some mangroves. One of them... Basically, the whole film is these people being stalked by a croc and being stuck in a tree, figuring out how they're going to get out of the tree, how they're going to get back to a boat, how they're going to get out of there. It's like tremors like, when they're in the yeah, shop, like stuck tremors. At the, so like stuck in the shop. The, every time they think that they're okay and that they can like maybe quietly and get out and get down. The croc's just fucking with them the whole the whole time. Like this croc no, it's is like Jaws when it follows them. that plane. Like yeah. it follows the plane like to to chase people because <laughs> it killed its mother or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But this one has a so whereas Rogue has a little bit more of that big budget sort of action adventure feel to it. This one is definitely that slow burn art house kind of uh not art house sort of more indie film to it so that it's there's no no cast there's literally two people these three people three people they're always the best ones eh? like yeah. you know have like all these like films here like relic has like five people in it like oh daybreakers had heaps furies that just had like the girls and yeah. the killers basically and they're not huge named loved actors, ones like, just the, the yeah. like couple of people like five people in it mm-hmm. or whatever yeah so this one is just like I think this one is probably I enjoy Rogue. I would watch Rogue more than I would watch Blackwater, but when I want to watch Blackwater, it's one of those like films that you sit down and you just really get engrossed in it and you come out going, "Oh god, that was that was stressful." That was the shit. Yeah. But apparently like there there is a story that this did happen. Uh, two two lads were fishing and they got stuck and this kid was just stuck in a in a tree. While the fucking croc was just hanging around. It doesn't sound... Uh, I'm going to look this up. <laughs> like, I feel like I should know this story. What's the true story behind Black Water? Inspired by the true story uh, 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 in Northern Church in December 2003, a pregnant woman alongside her boyfriend and her sister take a boat 
and they were terrorized by a saltwater crocodile. Is that the story of the movie or the, the real no, one? No, that's, that's kind of, uh, without the pregnancy, that's kind of the story that they use in Blackwater. But the true story that I remember hearing was two young lads fishing. Now, they went on a boat tour and yeah, just right. got terrorized by a crocodile. Mm, sure. So the difference is that the truth part is there was a crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> be fucking terrifying and what people don't realize is uh crocs can climb have you ever seen pictures of crocs in in mangoes mangroves yeah yeah uh, like straight up trees and fucking stuff get fucked fuck you fucking yeah you think they wouldn't be able to climb considering they've got those stupid legs but yeah, little, like, little teeny stub legs and they like I kind like... of like zoom up up off their tail yeah, and up. yeah it's all tail power they're they're fascinating creatures i love them well they're dinosaurs they are dinosaurs i love dinosaurs don't like reptiles they yeah. are a reptile there's something. Anyway, Blackwater, check it out. My next film is South Australian film. Yay, South Australia. Represent. Yes. It's a film corp. <laughs> uh, 2014, The Babadook. The Babadook. Have you, have Duk, you seen this? Duk. I have seen it. I haven't seen it since I saw it in the cinema in 2014. This movie's fucking, this movie like, is exhausting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is what, what I'm saying, like, it's kind of like a, I put in the same like vibes as like hereditary and stuff like yeah. that. It's that psychological. It, uh, the story is uh, there is a mum and a kid, single parent, living in South Australia. No, mm. I don't know if it's set in South Australia. I can't remember. Doesn't matter. Um, there's a lot of there's a bunch of um because at first I didn't know it was a South Australian film when I watched it because mm. there's a lot of uh, uh, New Zealand a- actors in it as well. So I thought, oh, it must be a New Zealand film. Yeah. No, South Australian. But uh, mum, single mum, she's basically raising a kid by herself. She gets they get this book called The Babadook. She reads it, and it basically from that it uh, it's like a kids book, mm-hmm. a very scary kids book, yeah. pop up book. As yeah. Well. What kind of book would you like? Would you give that to a kid? I wouldn't. Yeah. Well, I think that's why it's a bit weird. And yeah. um, you know, it's like the story is like the Babadook. He comes. He 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 knocks three times like duck duck duck. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's got it's like you know those horror tropey things, mm-hmm. so knocking becomes scary, like in the ring where you, know, yeah. you get a call uh, from old Samara or whatever. <laughs> <it was. laughs> yes. Um, and yeah, throughout the the length of the film, you're like, it's kind of like a break, uh, uh, a psychotic or a mental breakdown of the mum of yep. like, is she just having a psychological breakdown uh, with the stress? Uh, her child is a very hard kid. As yes. in, like, he has, like, some problems, he has nightmares, he has fits and... Well, it's, it's both of them are experiencing trauma and they're experiencing it in, in their yeah, own way. Uh, so yeah, the, the dad, so the husband, has died. died. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're, they're going through trauma. The, yeah, it's like, oh, there is a big thing about trauma and that kind of thing yeah. and mental health and stuff like that. But then, like, you as a viewer, you don't know if... Right, because it's all set from the perspective of the mum. Yeah. You're like, is she just having a fucking breakdown? Yeah. And it's done so well. Yeah. And you're just like, so you you yourself, uh, just the whole film, like, is it happening? Or has she just latched on to this strange book at the right time and she's become obsessed? Like, you know. Yeah. And she thinks these things are happening and she's like, like a lot of confirmation bias and she's seeing these certain things and she's reading into it. Yeah. Thinking that that's like proving that this is real. And, and then, also it's better for her that 
this this is all happening in this this book this entity is coming in to do this rather than Her i'm being a shit struggling mom. with my ch- i don't like my child and i want my child to kind of go away like yeah, and, that kind and of thing shit like that yeah it's very very well done and yeah. I, i've seen reviews of this and uh, stuff like people and years in the future people are going to watch this film yeah. and 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 realize that this is how you make a certain kind of horror film. Yeah, like, like it's, it's still really at, groundbreaking. Like, it's always on a list. It's always it on never like jumps what, the what shark. is the twenty greatest horror films? This is always on the yeah, list. Yeah, the Babadook, uh, and it's just the the. I watched the trailer on YouTube. Just the trailer is yeah. like this fucking emotional wreck of yeah. a trailer, and you just like and like all the it never it never like I said never jumped the show. It never like went. Never have a lumbering monster. It never had a, it, it, it all. It showed shit, but did it show it, mm. or was I looking at that wrong? You know what I mean. Or yeah. and then the reveal, kind of the reveal is not like a shit reveal or anything. And it's just like whoa. Yeah. And at the end, you just like you get same as hereditary. It's just so emotionally taxing, but well done as well, and mm. like beautiful filming, and just everything about it is just such a good film. Like, What's well, the kind of film as well that like I still like so i realized that i hadn't seen this film since 2014 since it came out in the cinema but i remember leaving and going yeah that was a great film but then later that night i was at home and i think i was by myself at the time and it was just like it start i started thinking about it more (laughs) and then i started to feel like kind of unsettled and then i'm like okay okay this is this is this is good this is good but even now so like i realized like like it's what it's been almost 10 years since i've seen this film and it's still so like prominent in my mind that it's like man this film is fucking awesome like but I haven't seen it in almost 10 years. Yeah, it's because it's a great film. Yeah. It's like hereditary. It, it is one of those ones that I do find it like hard to put on because well, it is taxing. It's not one that you're going to chuck on. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Those films. I just need to relax. Let's put on the Babadook. Yeah, yeah. Relic, uh, those kind of films. That you know they're good. You know you want to watch them. You know there's stuff in it you can still work out. You, you know there's stuff to take away from it. But it's just like you know it's going to be an emotional ride and yeah. you just have to like... Like, there's kind of the films where you find out someone hasn't seen them and the next time you watch it, it's because you want to show someone it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the time when you'll watch it again and you'll be like, oh, that was sick. Yeah, well, because, like, I know that Liz is on this big thing. Like, she's she wants to watch more films and she wants to branch out and be a little bit more adventurous. So it's, like, one of those films that I 100% am going to watch this year because she hasn't seen it and she needs to. Yeah. Um, well, the last film on my list, I, I did struggle trying to figure out my last one because again, like a lot of the, a lot of the films that, and we've got an honorable mention list that's quite lengthy, but again, a lot of these films I hadn't seen in a while. And I'm like, I remember this being really good, but I don't remember it enough to be able to go get that one cut above the rest. So my final one, of course, is a little cliched and it is Wolf Creek. Well, Wolf Creek did put that Australian kind of like uh, hot, that that kind of gore porny. Is it gore porn? Like, yeah, like yeah, it yeah. came out two thousand five, so around the same time as like Hostel is like this this post nine eleven kind of style of horror filmmaking where everything just got brutal. Yeah, Hills Have Eyes, fucking yeah, Hostel, those kinds of films. It the more horrific, the better. Yeah, people just like just was eating it up. Um, and this one kind of painted the picture of like 
all outback Australian people are crazy. Yeah, well, it, it makes people... it. 100% makes you second guess going on a fucking road trip out in the middle of nowhere. It really does, doesn't like, it? Feel like, you know, you know those crazy people you meet when you're like, you know, you're in the outback and you go to their like little local pub and they, they want to speak to you and shit. No. You just don't know if they're like fucking. And they're just, they're kind of giving you shit because you're the outsider. They're not, you're sticking out like the sore thumb. You're yeah. not the problem. You're, sorry, you're the problem. They're not the problem. That kind of thing. And then, yeah, so there could potentially just be. Someone out there doing this. Well, there shit. could potentially like, always be anyone well, anywhere. Like, the, the odds are pretty fucking low. Yeah, like I've, of course. Like I've never know. been in that situation. No, me neither. But also, I've never driven out into the middle of nowhere ever. Yeah, well, so, I have, but yeah, not like that. But yeah, I mean, like you John know, Jarrett. Yeah, he, uh, he, he was. What was he doing before that? I can't remember. Better homes and gardens. Better homes and gardens. Better homes and, and gardens. Oh my god! Yeah, that's yeah. right. Married to Noni Hazelhurst, you know. Better homes and gardens. That's right. So you know, he used to be on. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Better Homes and Gardens, uh, because you're in America or in a different country, it's basically like a DIY kind gardening of gardening show. show. Gardening Where show. Where he'd come out and go right. What you really want to do to get these bulbs going is yeah. you, put, you plant them at this time. Next, yeah, he was just a yeah. gardener. He, he was, was just, just a, a very an Australian pleasant gardener, which makes this performance of his work so well. Like he has become a terrifying icon because mm, what, 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 there's two. There's two of these films. There's not three, is there? There is a third. It should be out this year. Oh, really? Yes, and there is also a TV series. Um. But yeah, so like basically he transforms himself yeah, into a TV series. And, and he, he was on fucking Play School as well. So, you know, again, Play Talk School. Talk about the everyman. With Noni Hazelhurst. Um, but yeah, he sort of transforms in, himself into this this fucking I- iconic character. And he's, you know, he's very traditional. Like he's everything about him screams sort of 1950s farmer. He's He's got the. The, the hat, the, the Cobra. The, the quaff, the, the everything. And. His laugh, everything about him is just like a fucked up. Um, yeah, the weird thing because I, I grew up, I grew up a lot of on my like, I, I stayed a lot of my cousin's farm in Sejuna, and yeah. like all those dudes are like that. Yeah, like they are just that. They haven't really left that era. Like my granddad, he's still like that. He still does his his hair with palm the, the pomade. Well, yeah. he's, he's still got his hair cream that he's been using for. 50 something years like we i don't know if we've mentioned this before but like just re- a couple of years ago so i was over at sojourner at the farm they had just like bought a new uh farm down the road they kind of do that shit they bought off this old guy he was, he'd retired you know he, he farmed his whole life i don't think he had a wife he just lived on his land he farmed and he and then he they bought the property off him. i don't know if, i don't know if he died or, what, or whatever happened didn't matter we went there and we were like, oh, his shit's still there. Yeah. So he lived, and this is no shit. This is a man. He lived in a shed, like as in like a fucking Stratco like looking shed. Yeah. That was, um, he slept on, and this is no shit. It was just a metal frame that was holding fucking uh, uh, hessian sack wheat things on it like the thing, and he must have slept with rugs over that. Mm. This is this was like two thousand and fifteen or something. Yeah, but he'd probably he, done he that he his moved, whole life. Yeah, he hadn't moved out of like the nineteen sixties. Yeah, and all his farm equipment was just like that. You know, there was no 
there was there was there was power, but like there was no television. And stuff. Yeah. This dude lived like like, and I I was I was amazed. I was like, because I thought, grid. what's this? He goes, this is his house. Yeah. This is where, this is the main, this is the main block. This is it. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. It was a one room, like, you know, there was a little wash basin. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit. But he could have been one of, if he'd been like, you know, if yeah. he'd been one of those killery kind of people, he would have been it. But that's the kind of thing as well. Like, it's that very old school mentality. So he probably Got up when the sun got up, and he went to bed when the sun went to bed. Like, uh, yeah, that's and it. he toiled, toiled in his fields all day. Yeah, doing stuff on just old, old tractors. And, you know, you wouldn't. Uh, be he sitting... had like crazy sheds of like tools, and I took some really good. For, like, you know, he just it was a whole life of yeah. shit that was just there, and um, it's just amazing to think that in even now there's two, there's dudes like that still living on the land that yeah. are just like. And this is like kind of what the Wolf Creek is tapping into. Like these mm. dudes that are just like pretty much like completely detached from reality yeah. kind of thing because they're just living on these like fucking farms. And the farm is like, so this is, this, you can imagine, this is like 25 minutes of driving out from the main town into nowhere. So it's yeah. 25 minutes of just driving. So it's like from here to like, the city. Yeah. There's nothing in between. There's nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, he could, if he found hitchhikers. And t- yeah. And that's the thing, because they, they get the lay of the land. They know the land. They know everything about it. Like, we're just people that are passing through their land. So, yeah, you've got no leg to fucking stand on. But, yeah, I mean, like, Wolf Creek is... is it, brought a, that, a, it brought that mentality to the rest of the world. Yes. It did do that thing where, like, we're not all like that, cunt. No, we're not. Because the fucking no. last thing you saw was Croc Dundee. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mick Dundee. Oh, fucking Mick Dundee. Paul Hogan. You know, I had a friend. His name was Paul Hogan. Oh, no. What did he change his name to? No, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> I didn't know him that well. He was, like, a friend of a, a friend. of a friend. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Wolf, Wolf Creek is definitely, it's, it is now an iconic Australian film, and... It is that for a reason. Well, yeah, so. John Jack's still like doing the the con circuit. He does. Yeah, I don't want to say that he's made some bad choices because obviously, like, you know, what do you want to be known for? Better Homes and Gardens or playing a fucking horror icon? I'm better Homes and Gardens. Yeah. Look at Costa, mate. If you don't love that gun, Costa, big beard and yeah. shit. Yeah. Do you remember Burke's Backyard? Yeah. He's still kicking. Didn't he get done? I think he got done for something. Like, isn't he like a hey dad kind of thing? Ooh. I don't... Hey, Dad, uh, that was a bad one. That was a bad one. Wait up, Burke. Don Burke. Don Burke. Let's see what happened to Don Burke while we're here. This might be a horror story in itself. <laughs> Don Burke, Wikipedia. Is he alive? I think so. Yeah, he's 75. Oh, now. that's not that old. I don't think he had sexual misconduct allegations. No. Oh, here we go, here we go. What a scumbag. Wow. Alleged. Uh, well, it's, yeah, it's called allegations. Yes, so. it's alleged. Yep, so who knows? Mm, 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 right. But yeah, John Jarrett, he's always on the con circuit. He's always, any convention, he's there. Yeah, yeah. Good for him. Good uh, for he, him. Was, yeah, he was on the con circuit, especially when the Wolf Creek TV show was coming out yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, right. so uh, we do have a, a stack of honourable mentions, and I think a lot of them... As we discussed, they kind of ended up in the honourable mentions because we hadn't seen them in 
so long. In so long that it was like. Mm. Or I haven't seen them at all. Some of yeah, them. Yeah, there are a few that I've I've added to my watch list. There's some that we've done episodes on. That's true. So there's Wake in Fright. You remember, you remember, there was something about that recently. Do you remember that film, 1971? No. Uh, so Wake in Fright is basically. Let me bring it up. So this is something happened with this recently, as in they found the uh, what's it called the. Uh, the tapes of it finally, like oh. the the film, and they re-released it in the cinema, like crystal clear. Um, so I'm just trying to find a, what it's about. I haven't seen this one, but I know that uh, it's. I'm just trying to find the, the synopsis of it. Can you find it for me? Sure. Easy. But this is one of those films that uh, is very iconic. This is very Australian. Wake in fright. It's a good name as well. It's a story of John Grant. A a bonded teacher who arrives in the rough outback mining town, planning to stay overnight before catching plane to Sydney. But as one night stretches into several, he plunges headlong into his own destruction. Yeah. Okay. So it's just dead man. <laughs> um, Adding it to my watch list. Yeah. Like it's it's known as this really, really iconic film. And I, mm. I, I always meant to watch it when they re-got the, the print of yep. it just recently in the cinema. And I just didn't. Film on location, Broken Hill and Sydney. Oh. oh. Fuck yeah. Broken Hill and Sydney. Another one that I haven't seen, and they've remade it as well, and I haven't seen it, is Picnic at Hanging Rock. Yep, yep. Not that's, seen that's that 70, one. 1975, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, so those are the two straight away. They're those classic, like, you know, the 70s. Yeah. Like the ones that are still, uh, you know, people want to reference and stuff like that. Yeah. Then you've got your Ozploitation films like Thirst and Patrick, which I haven't seen either of those, and I kind of feel guilty that I haven't seen those um, because they're meant to be, like, iconic. Once again, they're, like, iconic Australian films. Then you start hitting the 80s and you get fucking, like, Razorback. <laughs> Remember that? They're fucking I haven't seen crazy pig. <laughs> the crazy pig. The craziest of pigs. I bet this film now, if you watch it, like uh, like Cujo is just like a yeah. dog outside of a car. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And Razorback would just be a pig. <laughs> but Razorbacks were a, they're a, they were a big thing for a while. If you know what a Razorback is, it's a fucking uh, it's a, a, a what, pig boar? boar boar with the big tusks. Boar. Yeah, and uh. You know, it's about him terrorising the Australian outback. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've got uh, Lake Mungo, 2008, which we have done an episode on. Yeah, that um, was a, and that's a, that's a found footage Australian one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, not found footage, like a mockumentary. Yes. Mockumentary, yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I thought it was – I remember when we watched it, it was like, as I was watching it, it had, it had everything it needed to have this wicked ending, uh-huh. and then it just stopped. Yeah. And I'm like – what? Mm-hmm. Like, give me yeah. my fucking, like, the end. I don't feel there was a resolve there. No. Um, you've got Body Melt, 1993. Oh, yeah, Body Melt. That movie's rubbish. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it in... It's got, uh, like, the most... Uh, I watched it kind of recently, but yep. I just don't think I watched it with sound. It's <laughs> like... Yeah, all right. You know, you put it on and it's yep. in the background and it's like, you know, the, the it's just... Home and away, neighbors style, like quality sure. horror, yeah. but like all of a sudden, the day there's drugs, and you know, I'll wait till season four to make you watch it. How about that? Oh, <laughs> you've got Cut from 2000, uh, Australian slasher starring Molly Ringwald. Molly, and oh, this was Molly like, Ringwald. I didn't mind, like, 
I this was. I a, remember enjoying it. So this is around around the time that I did a bit of work at, at film school, and then like I think I did like you know I worked for the South Australian Film Corporation for a couple of things and stuff like that. Mm. Um, it was around that time, I think. Yep. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe. it wasn't. I can't remember. But I remember. I remember people like casting calls about this film, and you know, like work, like work around within South Australia. This is a South Australian film. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember it being a pretty big deal. Yeah, but then because like, I it was a, it was coattailing or around the same time as Saw, so people expected big things. When well, Saw put out, so Saw, which hang is, on, is that an Australian film? Okay, here. Uh, oh shit! Don't get me on. No, a Saw is not an Australian film. Any- don't get me on my soapbox about that. Saw should have been an Australian film because obviously James Wan and Lee Wanell are Australian. They could not get the funding for Saw. And the the year that... So they took it to America. They got the funding for it in America and it became a huge fucking franchise hit. The film that they chose to finance for the year was You and Your Stupid Mate. Is that what the film's called? You and Your Stupid... I think it's like Me or You and Your Stupid Mate. So that movie got financed over Saw. Yeah, fucking right. ridiculous. So Saw should be an Australian horror, but it's not. Have you seen Saw 3D? Probably. 2010? I I watched. I went through a Saw kick because I don't like gore porn, but then I, I, I really liked Saw 1. Yeah. So I used to watch Saw 1 quite often. I didn't count it as a gore porn film. I just counted it as a really good way to make a cheap film yeah. and made it super interesting apart from it's Danny Glover's worst ever fucking <laughs> acting role of his entire career. He's such yeah. a bad actor in that. Um, it was so interesting. Like it, it, it paved the way for. Like, you could tell straight away this was like a Blair Witch. This was gonna fucking. Yeah. It, it created a subgenre that it's gonna take off, and it did. It did. And um, I heard they. I heard back in the day that they sold it for fuck all. Yeah. The rights. Uh, they sold it for like one point two million or something like that, and it went on to make like squingillion. Yeah. Well, it's there's another film coming out this year. So they year. did it every Halloween. It was one of yeah. them, wasn't it? Yeah, like, one of those. And, but I watched Saw 1, I watched Saw 2, and I watched Saw 3, and I watched Saw 4. I may have watched... I can't remember what happened. I can't... I, I can't dropped off at one point. Like, but I dropped I, off. The continuity was crazy. Yeah. It was one of those films. Yeah, it's it, <laughs> the Fast and Furious continuity. Yeah, yeah. And you had, but like... Yeah, that one of them, you're like, you know, it was obvious it was going to be like one of the people in the game was the, the person and, you know... You just had to, they had to keep thinking of new ways to do it. The one I remember the most, the most sickening thing, it still makes me gag, is when the person falls into the pit of hypodermic syringes. That is the second film. Yeah, I know. But Literally it's like, the second film. It's like, to me, like, you know, there's all these elaborate traps and shit. That one made me know, I, I, I have a massive phobia of needles. Mm-hmm. Like, bad. Yeah. And that made me, like, nearly, like, I, I, like vomit. Like, the fact that they're, not only were they in there, they had to arrive through it to find something and they're all getting stuck in them and they're all and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, Stressful. That fucking, that, that will stick with me forever. I cannot remember any other really sore ones apart from that, the famous, the girl in the head one. Yep. That, which I think is the f- second film. No, is that the first film? And it's the shows, first one. That's like the example. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. But apart from that, there's one with like a key behind someone's eye that they have to get out or something. and. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the traps very well, which is really weird because you think you would. Yeah, well, that's the, that's the point. You go to see the traps, but you, yeah. So I mean, obviously, the second one has that stuck with you because it was a house they were in. They're all in yeah. a house together, like, which made it different. Like yeah. they weren't. Yeah, 
And uh, is there, uh, one of them, I, I feel like the trailer, like the later ones, like uh, gave the idea that the whole city was part of it. Like, yeah. I haven't seen the new one, Spiral, with Chris Rock, and I don't think I'm going to. Spiral? Yeah. Is that one of them? Because there's Jigsaw. Yeah, no, spiral. spiral is like it's a new film, but it's like Chris Rock remade Saw. Is Chris Rock in it or yes. is this directly in it? He looks heavily Botoxed. Yeah, right. Um, so Saw. Don't mm-hmm. want to talk about that because it's not Australian. It's not yeah. Australian. Should have been, but it's not. Uh, then there's Me and My Mates versus the Zombie Apocalypse from 2015 starring Jim Jeffries, the I comedian. I have no fucking idea who that is. I'm going to show you who Jim Jeffries He is a... He is an Australian treasure. Okay. Um, he is one of those people that really, 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 really knows how to play a character really well, but mm-hmm. you can tell that that man is fundamentally fucking smart. Okay. To make, you know, the his comedy a lot of the time, like, it's very, like, you know, like, oh, it's funny because it's true. His is, like, so pinpoint fucking true and, like, so in your face that you're just like... Yeah, you can't argue with that. Yeah. He does like, he goes to America and he fucking does stuff on gun control. He does abortion. He does all the fucking like. Oh, you can't talk about those things. In America. Two Americans. Oh, God. Uh, And he has like, I'll show you after this. Yeah. I'll give you one. The gun control one, I reckon it's his most famous one. So where's the the fucking, where's the fucking leather shirt? (laughs) Sure. It's gross. Yeah, that's, yeah, not good. Uh, we've also got, again, we mentioned Undead, 2003. Another fun one, uh, which they did a, a sequel to in 2020, uh, Wormwood, Road of the Dead, which oh, is, is basically... That a, is that a sequel? Well, Worm, Wormwood, Road of the Dead is the first one, but there is a second one. Right, so it. Wormwood, is it a sequel to, to Undead? No, 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 no. This is, um, there are two Wormwood films. Oh, okay. So I, I thought no. you said, yeah. I um, think you did say it was a probably sequel to did. Undead. I apologize. So there's Wormwood and then there's Wormwood Road to of the... What is Wormwood? I've, I've seen the trailer, the poster to it all the time. It looks like an action film. Yeah, it's, so it's basically like a... Uh, it is a zombie film and it's basically like in a car. Well, not a car, like, like a Mad truck. Max. So they're trying to do like... They're trying to find a cure for this, this zombie outbreak, but they're trying to do it all through this... While they're traveling in this in this car... Like, again, I haven't seen this film since it came out in 2014, and I did see it after a stack of cocktails. So, <laughs> there you might be yeah. remembering it wrong. Dying Breed 2008, set in Tasmania, basically uh, cannibalistic. How good's the posters to this film? Like, the, the meat pie with the yeah. eyeball in it and shit, like, yeah. but like all white and just the meat pie on a chopping board. And I'm like, yeah, yeah good work. Good, good work. work. Yeah. I believe Lee Wanell had something to do with this one as well. Uh, we've got Necrotronic 2018. What the fuck is that? This is a super low fucking this budget beat film. This is Necrotronic. <laughs> Necrotronic is like demons, cyber demons, and Monica Bellucci, her career has obviously taken a turn that she's not proud of because she's in this film as well. Um, so basically they're trying to stop some kind of demonic outbreak which happens through cell towers or something. Sounds um, like uh, that. Uh, it's low budget, high that, that, Digital Demon Tenji Tizen, whatever. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that anime. What's that yep. fucking called? Oh, fuck. I've, I've lost the word. Demon in the Machine or something. No, it's called Digital Demon. Uh, uh, they make video games of it as well. It doesn't matter. Yep. Um, yeah, it sounds like that. And it looks absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is Mimic an Australian film? I don't think so. It's got Australian actresses in it. 
Does it? Maybe it doesn't. Don't know. It doesn't matter. It does. That was just off the cuff. Um, There's Dark Age, which also stars John Jarrett. Uh, 1987. It's a croc film. Um, This one's a little bit more of a slow burner and kind of brutal. Um, So basically, like, they're trying to hunt a a giant croc that has basically killed an indigenous child. Um, And they're trying to track it down. And they want to, A, you've got the government who want to kill it. And then B, you've got the wildlife people who want to move it because it's the safest thing. It's got fucking uh, Ray Mega, 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 however you say his name in it. Mm -hmm. Fucking Alf from Home and Away. Fuck! Yeah, you're flaming galahs. That dude that knows how to swear. Have you seen those videos of him? Yeah. (laughs) Like swearing off early fucks. He swears so much, that dude. Yes, he does. So good. Um, and then the last one on the list is one that I, I thought I had seen, but I hadn't. It's a movie called Road Games. Um, I believe it's like 1981. And Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Jamie Lee Curtis? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. Grant Page. Who? Oh, it's got that Stacey Kitch person. Um, Australian trucker picks up a hitchhiking... Lady. <laughs> and the trail of a killer in a green van. Wait, picks up a hitchhiker and the trail of a killer in a green van. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's all set in a truck? Yep. Like, I did pick it up recently on Blu-ray, so I'm kind of keen to watch it. I don't know if we should do it as an episode. Do you like that movie, The Jewel? I haven't seen it. Do you know the one I'm talking about? It's the guy versus the truck? Yeah. Movie's fucking cool and weird, eh? Why like, not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Um, so, yeah, I think that's it. That's our uh, Aussie... There are more. Um, but, horrors. yeah, you know, I just went there. That's a good... That was a good, like, run. To tell you the truth, like, the good ones are wicked. Mm-hmm. And then all the rest are just like, yeah. Well, there is a film called Houseboat Horror, which is still deemed as one of the worst films made. Is that um, an Australian one? It is an Australian one, and I will be watching it. But you look at you, you can go to Wiki and you look at Australian horror films. The list isn't heaps long, hey? No, it's, it's like it's not. It's, it's like like mate, there are a lot of Australian films, not a lot of Australian horrors. There was a film that came out last year called Sissy, um, which I got halfway through and I didn't finish it. I think I fell asleep. Um, which is basically about this this girl who is an influencer, um, and she's she's living her best life and I say that very loosely she's got heaps of followers she runs into a girl that she used to go to school with who is getting married they used to be best friends and she invites her to a bachelorette party there's kids with well, kids there's people there that bullied her as a kid and she kind of starts to revert back from being like this positive mental health image influencer to how she was in school I didn't finish it but it also got very highly rated as one of the best films of 2022 so there's that too. I just don't like anything that involves like modern, like stuff like influencers or streamers and stuff like that, uh, as in like that that kind of pop culture and putting it into films. I'm just, like, I'm just not interested. Mm-hmm. It was because I was like been doing research for my game and I've been downloading as many like, off Game Pass for like kind of indie games that are yeah. like 2D, kind of in the style that I want to do. I'm just like looking at them and just you know what 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 do they do? And I downloaded this one that was called. Um, Turnip boy, uh, what is it? Uh, Turnip boy does tax evasion or something <laughs> like that, or gets done for tax evasion. I think I've heard of that game. Yeah, and yeah. so it's this cute little turnip world. You know, everyone's like for it, but like it's got this cutting edge humor in it. 
But the thing, I'll get to why I why I'm talking about this. But like, what I liked about it is like the game starts and you get the tax letter come in and you can see it on the screen. And your only option is to read it, and you press read it, and it just you can read it anyway. But it yeah. just has it. But your only other option is rip it up. Like, so you start by ripping up your tax form. Yeah. But then anything else. But you're an, like, turn it, boy. Everyone speaks to him like he's wicked. Yeah. But he just doesn't speak and he's just an idiot. <laughs> and he's like, so anything. So you get these fetch quests where the character will go like, hey, a strawberry will go, hey, I've got this, um, you know, I've got this thing to give to, to the celery lady. Can you go give it to her? So you give it to her. She goes, oh, oh, that's really nice. Can you give him this letter back, which is a love letter? And your only option is to rip it up. Any, <laughs> any, any, like, any paper you get given to do, your only yeah. option is to rip it up. Oh, my God. So you just rip up all your quest, like, things because yeah. you're an idiot. Like, yeah. And I was, that's funny. <laughs> and like, I re-talked to her and she goes, oh, that's a bit rude. Like, <laughs> but I read really, because you go to a place and it's a, it's a, it's like a, a tomato that's trying to create a sandwich bar. Yeah. And he makes these like, like three layer su- uh, Subway sandwiches. Yeah. And then later you meet an influencer strawberry who like only wants you to follow her and won't let you into this next room that you have to go in unless you're like a three tier sub of, of her. So you go back and you buy these three layer sub and give it to her. <laughs> and she's like, wicked a three tier sub. You're part of it. <laughs> like. And I was like, this humor's on, yeah. on point. But in saying that, um, the movie Deadstream is worth watching. And it's, it is basically a, a YouTuber who had been... Um, we talked about that a couple of weeks we ago. We did. We yeah. talked about it. It's, that one was funny. That's funny. It's a, another case of stupid haha influences mm. kind of deal. So, yeah. I mean, there. I think there are probably a few more Aussie films. Oh, there's exactly. I mean, we're not going to mention them all. I haven't seen them. A, a good run of them. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, you know... To me, like the few my 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 ones that I've got are mm-hmm. like to me the best. <laughs> yeah, and yours are all shit. No, <laughs> um, no, no. But like I said, we like, like I said we haven't watched right. Waiting Fright. I haven't haven't seen it. And Picking the Hanging Rock, I cannot even remember. I may have watched it once, like yeah. in school. Um, at, like, f- f- There's like, a bunch of films that are like, but I know they're good, and I might probably should have seen them by now. But like, yeah. I'll get there. Like, I, I want to watch some films that are classic films that I haven't seen yet. And that, that's... I want people to fucking put on the socials, like, the good Australian other films that I haven't seen them. But don't put up fucking, you know, the seven... There's, there's like, 40 versions of, like, that meme my mates in the zombie apocalypse. You know, those kind yeah. of films? Like, yeah. But, yeah. um... Anyway, yeah, let it... us know. I want to know what everyone else's favourite Aussie horror film. I always want to know what everyone likes. All right, cunts, that's it yep. in an Australian way. Australia. Uh, I'd like to thank all the fucking, yeah, the jokers that have been listening to us, uh, helping us and uh, socialising and shit on those fucking interweb cunts. <laughs> My Australian interview. You know, people like Audio Blood, you know, Chris Franks, Neither Noose, Emma Duran, she, she says stuff. Um, William, William Ch- Chappelle. 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 Rick James, bitch. Patrick Roberts, you know, people like that. There's the other, all the other people, um, I forgot. You know who you are. I forgot to write them down. Well, this is the new list. No, nah, there's other ones. Okay. I forgot to write them down. That's fine. We'll, we'll get you next week. We You'll, promise. You know who you are. So we're a Terrorvision Horror Podcast. This is the end bit that no one fucking listens to. Because um, if you listen to it this way, you already know that we fucking exist. Yeah. So, Unless you're in the car and you can't do anything about it. Yeah, sucked in. Oh, well, we're just going to talk about my dick for a while. Yeah, you can't turn <laughs> it off. You can't reach it. Oh, you can't reach the thing. You have to listen to me talk about my fucking big... Big war on my dick or some shit. 
Oh, I don't want to know about that. I don't have water on my dick. But um, I could if you, if I wanted to, though. You, I mean, I'm sure you could if you wanted could to. Could you get a war if you wanted to? Like, how do you get a war? Don't you rub it on... A, you have to rub on another wart? I don't know. And warts are, like, contracted by, like, a cut wart. If you cut a wart and then you put well, it... Well, yeah, because you always got told, like, if you had, like, a wart on your finger or something as a kid, like, don't touch anything because you'll spread it. Is that all true? I feel that that's the same with genital warts. You need to rub... Oh, just wart. They're just warts. They're just a wart. <laughs> but on your dick. They don't, there's not a special type. They're not like a fucking... What are they called? Genital warts? It's because they're on your genitals. <laughs> Well, is it on a hand? We don't call them hand warts. No, that's true. You just, but I think because you know genitals are your special area where people frequent. You've got one on your bum. You call it an anal wart. That's my new fucking band name. Fucking anal wart. Now introducing anal wart. Yes, please. Yeah, see, see, this is all the shit you could have not listened to if you just fucking got up and turned the podcast off or done skip to the next episode. Bet you didn't. All right, see you around, dickholes. holes.